As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome again to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. As always, it is my pleasure to join you on another week of your reentry journey from whichever corner of the world you're listening from. We always remain humbled and excited that you decided to spend part of your week with us. Today is our season four finale, and I want to thank all of you for continuing to show your love through your reviews, five-star ratings, and the endless stories of inspiration I hear every time I engage with you in the community. Thank you. Thank you so much. This past Monday was Juneteenth in the United States of America. Juneteenth is a day of freedom celebration, especially for African Americans, as it marks the day of June 19, 1865, when our ancestors were still enslaved beyond the passage of the Emancipation Proclamation two and a half years prior, were finally notified by Union soldiers that they were indeed free. Juneteenth now has been a federal holiday in the United States for the last three years, and this past Monday was the second time I was asked to speak at a Juneteenth celebration. Last year, I was asked to speak at our campus Juneteenth celebration to talk about the history of Juneteenth. And this year, I was asked by the Miramar, Florida City Commission to speak at the city of Miramar's Juneteenth celebration. I once again highlighted my speech talking about the history of Juneteenth and how Juneteenth, the history of Juneteenth relates to what it is that we're doing today and definitely talking about how it is now a celebration or we highlight it as a celebration of our freedom. But I wanted to emphasize even more that freedom is an action word. That's what I kept saying in that in that in that so in my celebration speech. I said freedom is indeed an action word because it's something that we must work at maintaining. We cannot just assume that freedom is something like oxygen that is there every day that'll always be there. In my speech, I emphasized how our country's problems with mass incarceration, district gerrymandering, the right to vote, not teaching complete history and banning books is just a small sampling of how our freedom is a tangible benefit that we must wake up fighting for every single day. I want to thank the entire Miramar City Commission, Miramar Mayor Wayne Messam, Commissioner Yvette Colburn, for hosting me and bringing a small sample of Second Chance Coaching to the city of Miramar. I was particularly humbled that after the night's celebration, many, many officials, including many from the police and fire departments and other speakers, reached out to me and stated we must keep in touch and there's a lot of work for us to do. I must certainly agree with that, you know, so I look forward to working with them. One of the most um, humbling interactions I had after the celebration were two people who approached me and shared with me that they are returning citizens themselves. They shared with me 
their difficulties in transitioning as both both were within three years of their reentry journey. And they talked about their difficulties in transitioning, including their feelings of insecurity, guilt, inadequacy. Um, we certainly exchanged contact information. And I encourage them not to hesitate to get in contact with me, that we will definitely talk some more. And in addition, you know, the last thing I wanted to leave them with was I told them to that being hard on themselves or beating themselves up is something they should do no longer. They should not do that any longer. And that's really, that's the subject of today's topic about beating yourself up. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. The keynote speaker of June of uh, Mar the city of Miramar's Juneteenth celebration was Bakari Sellers, who many of you know, among the many things he does, he's a political commentator on CNN. And, and, in his extraordinary keynote speech, I was even humbled that he gave me a shout out, commending my resilience and perseverance, which was most definitely unexpected by me. But like I said, it was humbling and very much appreciated. At the end of the night celebration, when I had the opportunity to speak to Bakari one-on-one, -on -one, I shared with him that, you know, I could be resilient and I persevere and I persevered because of the love of my family. I stand on their shoulders. And as always, I carry them in my heart. And, you know, he was he was um, definitely appreciative of that and definitely received that as well. So it was really good to to meet him and 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 share the stage with Bakari. Now, I didn't have a plan. That wasn't really my plan to have my speech tie into reentry into the reentry journey so much. But the evening's master of ceremonies, who many of you in South Florida know, Rodney Baltimore from Hot 105 FM, he received my wrong bio introduction. He got the bio introduction that really highlighted more of the things I do in reentry, not the standard bio that I that talks about my professional background overall. But it was all good. And, you know, I pivoted and it obviously worked out for the best as far as as far as that's concerned. The last but the last but not least shout out I have to give is to my sister, Janine Elian, who is the assistant director of the city of Miramar's Parks and Recreation Department. And even more importantly, Janine and I grew up together in Cambria Heights, Queens, New York and we attended Sacred Heart Elementary School together. Janine, thank you so much for everything. I loved when she said, you know, we asked Richard to talk at our initial Juneteenth celebration, but he gave us another speaker. But this year, he wasn't getting away from us. No, sister, I wasn't. <laughs> but thank you so much, Janine. I really appreciate that. You know, and since we're talking about the theme of freedom, you know, I want to particularly recognize, as many of you see what's going on in the news every day over the, over the last, over, year plus or year and a half is the country of Ukraine. You know, Second Chance Coaching has received numerous downloads of our episodes in the last week from the country of Ukraine, a number of them. And I want to say to all of you who are listening in Ukraine, we are inspired and moved by your desire to fight for your freedom. You've demonstrated to the entire world that you could be living in freedom one day and the next day you find yourself needing to fight for your very existence your very freedom from a force determined to take it away from you. Please know that we see you, we pray for you, and we know when everything is said and done, you'll be standing with your freedom intact. Thank you so much for inspiring us, and thank you for listening to Second Chance Coaching. Our season four finale concentrates on why do we keep beating ourselves up? You know, we are our worst and harshest critics, and I include myself in that dynamic. Whether we're talking about reentry, being in school, getting past difficult situations and fighting insecurities, 
like imposter syndrome, you know, just to name a few things. You know, we we really beat ourselves up and we are so hard on ourselves. At the beginning, when I think about, you know, beating yourself up, at the beginning of my reentry journey, when I was working at the Fortune Society, I always wanted to make sure I was doing my best. You know, when I was coming home, it was a, a job that I felt like I'm giving a lot, I'm doing a lot, and I wanted to give my all every day, bring my passion every single day to my job, which in itself, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But but it can't open ourselves up to being too hard on ourselves. And then beating ourselves up is certainly just not a good thing. I remember vividly one of these days that I was working and it was a little bit after work. And I, you know, I wasn't in a rush to go home that particular day. And I was looking out the window and I was watching the hustle and bustle of Manhattan. At the time, Fortune had a, had an office at 19th Street and 6th Avenue. And on that day, I was just really wrapped up in my thoughts, watching cars and watching people move throughout the city. And I was just really immersed in my thoughts. So I was physically there, but mentally I was definitely somewhere else. And uh, one of my coworkers at the time, Felix Perez, walked by my office and just asked a very simple question like, what's up, big dog? <laughs> and I began to tell him about the day that I had and what was going on and how hard I was being on myself. Or maybe I wasn't told much saying how hard I was being on myself, but I think he could hear it how hard I was being on myself. And I remember his response was simple and yet profound. He just said, you know what, bruh? You got to do your best and leave the rest. Now, I know Felix wasn't telling me to be lazy, but he was encouraging me to do your best today and not worry about what's left because whatever's left will be there tomorrow and it'll not be as bad as you think it'll be because, you know, it won't be such a big hill to climb the next day because you because by the time tomorrow comes around, you've had a break, you've had some distance from the situation and perspective on the situation of the day. And you just look and it looks different after you've had some time and distance away from it. So as as we mentioned earlier today, we'll be talking about why do you, why do we, why do I keep beating ourselves up, keep beating myself up? This week also marked final examination week for the first half of class sessions for summer school. In my primary area of teaching, which is public speaking, the final examination is a group presentation project. Now, at this stage of their college careers, most students usually take speech or public speaking in their first or second semester of college. Because of that, working in groups for an academic project for these students is still very brand new to them. You know, but despite the encouragement, you know, as far as saying they could do it, you know, don't worry about the public speaking, don't worry about the project it is attainable to do this. Students fall into one of two extremes. They either, either um, they are so afraid of public speaking, the fear overtakes them so much that it takes them into like an avoidance strategy, like not going to class, not doing their work. And hopefully this by ignoring it, it just goes away or they become obsessed with perfection whether the students are, and, and, and when I see those two extremes, not, I don't see many in the middle. I usually see those two extremes and whether those two, whether those students are, are in extreme avoidance or an extreme obsession with perfection, you know, I, I find myself as a, as an instructor, I'm hard on myself with the students when it comes to this, not with the students, but when it comes to the students, I'm hard on myself as I always look at myself to see, well, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better to do to, to, to help the students? You know, how did I fall short in not motivating the students to be the most excellent form of their academic selves? 
And and I don't know if it's so much, you know, what it is that I could do. But of course, you're your own worst critic. You're going to be hard on yourself. And then I thought about myself and my student experience. Maybe not so much all the way back to undergrad, but I thought of myself as a student getting my MBA. And, you know, what I dreaded the most, I didn't dread public speaking even then, but, but what I dreaded the most was, was those quantitative courses. And those of you who've done your business degree know those quantitative courses such as accounting and finance and operations management and business modeling, you know, those quantitative courses, obviously I couldn't avoid them, but sometimes I would say, well, what's the path of least resistance? You know, as each of these courses had various levels of difficulty, and these were 10-week semester courses, and in those 10 weeks, it felt like more like 100 weeks in those courses. But depending on, but I knew I couldn't avoid it. I knew I had to handle it. So, but, depend, but, but, but it was good that I had people in my cohort, we went through those classes together. So that helps, you know, when, when pain is not a solo project. But depending on the difficulty of the class, I would always um, engender or, or try to get a lot of supplemental uh, study materials in addition to the course lectures and the textbook and all that stuff to really help me through this quote unquote hundred week course, you know, and at the conclusion of, the, of taking these courses, I, I, I definitely passed them. I was just mentally spent. So I know that um, from a student perspective, it wasn't what the teacher was doing or not doing, but I knew it was like, you know what, let me do what I got to do. And if I could sit there and not do extra to mentally exhaust myself, I'm just not going to do it. But I can tell you in all those, whether, whether, it's a, whether it's from the perspective of a student or the perspective of a teacher, the main ex area in my experience, which I see people beat themselves up constantly, is when people come home from incarceration. I can relate to that as I would do a lot to myself. I would just pour over my regrets and try to convince myself that I was not good enough. You know, I was not smart enough. And believe me, if you keep saying that, you'll actually believe it because you're in your own head. But even with my previous educational accomplishments at that time, I didn't give myself enough credit or even give myself at minimum the benefit of the doubt that success could be within my grasp. You know, as I indicated earlier, I could tell that the returning citizens who I met at the Juneteenth celebration were struggling with regret, insecurities, and feeling like they were walking around this world with a scarlet letter. I felt like I walked around with that scarlet letter for a long time. I felt the same type of regret and insecurity, insecurities until, as we've spoken about in earlier episodes, I gained the confidence to tell my story, to control my narrative. And through that control, the mental scarlet letter, the perceived scarlet letter is removed and your negative self-esteem begins, begins to fade away. Now, as I've said, we are our worst and harshest critics. And getting ourselves out of the habit of beating ourselves up is a hard task. And there are simple steps we will share to we'll, we'll share with you today for you to stop being so hard on yourself. Now, I said they're simple steps, <laughs> but they're not easy to follow. They're really not always easy to follow. They're simple, but not easy. But as we get into the habit of not beating ourselves up while showing ourselves grace and mercy, we, we have to sit there and do both of those things. Stop beating ourselves up. And then show ourselves some grace and mercy. The reentry journey, the life journey, it becomes a little easier. Now, according to Inc. Magazine and author Anna Vital, there are 12 simple 
inspiring, powerful steps that one could follow to stop being hard on themselves. And when I do research in these type of situations, I say to myself, you know, I did a lot of that before I did the research. So in my mind, I said, yes, it makes sense. And I know some of you who are progressing through your reentry journey might have done some of these already, and it will make sense to you. And if for those of you who haven't done it yet, then take note and we can sit there and walk through that together. So these are these 12 steps. Number one, your mistakes are part of your learning. I say this all the time to classes and or lectures or, or talks that I give. Your mistakes are indeed part of your learning. I've learned more from the mistakes that I've made than the degrees I've earned. Number two, don't compare yourself to others because you aren't them. Accept yourself for who you are, false in everything. Social media is like a big, big um, dynamic when it comes to this. You look at what people are doing in your circle and people that you've run, in through, run through over the years, and you say, wow, look at what so-and-so is doing. Look what so-and-so is doing. And I remember a friend of mine that I went to college with at, at one, not college, we went to high school together, and there was a time that she was into female bodybuilding. And I remember she would go through these workouts and go through these routines and share those tips with all of us. And I remember saying to her, her name is Kathy. I said, Kathy, I got to sit there and I got to be like you when I grow up. And, and she would always say, listen, no, your journey is your journey. You don't have to com comparing yourself to me as a measure of success, as humbling as it is, is not going to sit there and get you to where you need to go. You need to do your best for you while I do my best for me. You know, there's no need to compare yourself. And she was so right. Number three. There's no right way to do anything. Don't limit yourself to thinking to a right or a wrong way. At the end of the day, there's no right way to do the wrong thing. And there's no wrong way to do something right. Number four, stand up for what you believe in, even if it's unpopular. Have the conviction to do what it is that you believe in. Now, we'll talk about this in, in, in further seasons some more. But, say, you know, telling the truth, once again, there's no in-between. Either people are going to be cool with you or they're not going to be cool with you. But always stand up for what you believe in, even if it's unpopular. Number five, learn from people who criticize you. It doesn't mean don't let criticism get you down. If somebody says something that 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 is critical of you, take it constructively. Maybe there's something there, but then maybe it's not. Well, utilize it to inspire you to work your tail off and you take yourself to the next level. Number six. Accept your weaknesses as your quote-unquote features. You're not as good at you're not good at everything that you do. You won't be, but guess what? Nobody else is either. No matter how they make it look. Number seven. Look at your past as an adventurous biography. Your past isn't your identity and doesn't dictate your destiny. Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Who you were is not who you are. And I like that, looking at your past in a, as an adventurous biography. That is, that is, that is a good look. I, I, really like, I, really like number se I really like number seven. Number eight, don't underestimate your talent until you apply it at least 100 times. Are you applying all your natural talents? Don't underestimate who you are and what you do and what you can do. It's there. It is there. Number nine, every single problem you have is not unique. Put your problems in perspective and solve them faster. And guess what? When I've shared my problems with other people and they've shared their problems with me, I've come to realize that, you know what? <laughs> Not every, everyone's going through a lot of the same things. Number 10, 
Intelligence is relative. Self-esteem is not. Continue to stay positive. Take care of yourself. And forget about being perfect. I tell that to my students all the time. Forget about being perfect. Just always keep concentrating on improving yourself. Number 11, express your anger in a creative way. Feel your anger. Let the emotions go through you. Express it constructively, and then you learn from it. And then number 12, surround yourself with people who want you to succeed. Having people you could trust and rely on will make you happier and you will feel better about yourself. You know, at the end of the at the end at the end of this 12-step journey, there's no more beating yourself up. You know, when I used to do it, and I, you know, when I used to do it, it just, it just, you know, in the moment you think that it's okay, it's making you feel better. It's like, okay, this is where it needs to be. But I know if I when whether con whether I was unconsciously or now consciously following these 12 steps I talked about. When I wasn't consciously doing it, I, you know, I sought to follow those steps. But in addition, you know, I had mom's wisdom and support and love. And and following those steps and having that support mechanism from my family led by my mom, those negative thoughts had nowhere to live and thrive, nowhere to go. I particularly love number 12, where surround yourself with people who want who want you to succeed. Because when you're around people who want you to succeed and lift you up, there is just no room for negativity, only room for progressively moving forward in strength, faith, and love. You know, I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone, as it's as always, for sharing your time with me, sharing this season with me. This episode concludes our fourth season of Second Chance Coaching, and we will return for season five. We will return for season number five of Second Chance Coaching on the Wednesday after Labor Day weekend which is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. In the meantime, if you need to reach out to me, please feel free. I'm just a phone call, text, or email away. It is always welcomed and appreciated when I hear from you. If you have a story or a project or issue that needs to have a light shined upon it, shown upon it, please, please do not hesitate. I would love for you to share, to share with us on Second Chance Coaching. I would love for you to be a guest on this podcast. In the meantime, please have a safe, blessed, and enjoyable summer break. I look forward to talking to you again when we return for Season 5 of Second Chance Coaching on Wednesday, September the 6th. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.